Platinum Podcast with Jeff Smith from HireTrustMarketing.com and InfoMarketerZone.com. Hey, welcome everyone. Awesome show for you today. Got three things we're going to hit you with today. Very important to your future in business and in life in general. Number one thing we're going to hit off the top is the one thing that you need to stop doing to succeed. And then the, the second thing we're going to te- we're going to bite off is the five pieces you need to have in place to be able to sell your own products. We've had a lot of questions on this in the last couple of weeks. Wanted to clarify it for you. Um, Exciting stuff because this is going to allow you to sell your own products online. And that's where the holy grail is after all. Anybody, you know, name me any entrepreneur right now and they're creating their own products even though they may have other businesses uh, that they started with. And then the number three thing we're going to touch on is how do you respond to setbacks? This is very, very important because it differentiates, without exception, the people that are able to break through to the next level in their life, doesn't matter whether it's business or not, but of course, the focus of this show is mainly on business, and um, it, it helps understand why those people are able to break through when so many people, and maybe you listening to this, haven't been able to. Okay, let's jump into the show, and the first thing we're going to tackle is the one thing you must stop doing in order to succeed. Now, this one, um, I I get this a lot because um, we do a fair amount of coaching with people. We help people both offline and online build their businesses. And, And typically that means anything from planning the market that they're going to address to understanding what their skills, what their strengths are, what they have to offer a given marketplace right through to operationalizing their business. And that means, you know, struggling, get, getting their website up, understanding what products are going to sell, understanding the product strategy, understanding the bits and bytes of the operational process in terms of what pages they need. You know, how do they, um, how do they set, up, set up payment processing? How do they set up an affiliate program? Um, you know, and then how do they take money and, and how do they deliver products and and then how do they set up sales funnels and advanced sales funnels? We help people with all of that type of stuff. Now, a lot of it is through our products. We try not to do, we try and do as little consulting as possible. But at the end of the day, consulting is still um, an important part of our overall strategy just because it brings us close to um, other people doing business. As many of you are aware, we do, um, we have several businesses online across four different niche markets. We literally have dozens of products out there, and uh, I, I don't even know, lost count, hundreds of thousands of web pages containing both content and sales pages, et cetera. So we do, our primary business is doing business online ourselves. We sell various products. Now, as part of that, we get pulled into helping other people, and that's great. Um, and it's also a way for us to see some different business models. Now, uh, contrary to popular belief there is no just one method to make it online i mean you know we, we in our inner circle have probably 40 or 50 different people who have all made it to seven eight figures um, based on di- slightly different variants of the business model some are software guys some have done it through the advice business um, some people have done it by uh, licensing their own products and selling those online um, other people do seminars, do live events, and then convert those into products. Um, it, you know, so it, it really runs the gamut. 
Um, but you know, there are some, some similarities obviously. Um, but at the end of the day, there are many ways to skin the cat and what you need to find in your path is, is what's the best way for you by copying someone else. It's not, in fact, the chances of success are probably pretty slim if you just blindly copy someone else's approach, because you need to understand what's going to work for you, given your strengths, given your desire, given your motivation to help your market, given your ability to add value to a given market, um, and, and really understand what's going to make you valuable for that market is what's key. So, when we help these people, back to the point of the one thing you must stop doing in order to succeed is you need to get out of this mindset of of complaining, of deflecting blame, of of always thinking that um, you're going to be taken. That, um, and this is tough because you know there's a mind, there's a part of my mind, uh, my own mind, and it was more prevalent when I was younger. I've been able to control it to a large degree that does always feel this degree of skepticism, um, this degree of um, distrust. Um, and and really, though, when you look at it um, and, and you apply it to your business, and this comes, you know, whether you're trying to find an approach to, um, you know, generating traffic or trying to find an approach to doing business online, and you sort of just you come at it with a very critical and negative mindset so that even if there is one positive nugget in there, you're going to miss it because your mindset is such that you're just, you're going to glance over it and you're going to deflect. You're going to throw the baby out with the bathwater for all intent and purposes to use a, a general expression. Um, and a lot of that comes from the way you were brought up, right? You're taught to be critical. You're taught to not trust people. You're taught to be, to question everything. And especially if you went to higher levels of education, um, you know, I remember in university, that was the whole focus. 90% of the focus of the teaching was to be critical and to not trust things and question everything. And, and that has its place. I mean, being inquisitive, curious and questioning things is okay. But on the other hand, you've got to also have a faith in yourself. And this is where I think the change comes is, you know, being successful in life and being open and being um, at finding uh, true possibilities, being optimistic doesn't have so much in you having to put blind faith in other people. It, it comes down to having faith in yourself and understanding that even if you pick a path that is not optimal, that maybe isn't sending you in the right direction, you're going to be able to recover from that and you're going to be able to pull the best from it. Right. You've got to have that. You've got to build that inner confidence that you can take something and approach you can here's how i approach now if i if i do pay for coaching or i go to a seminar or i read a book or or you know take any training course the people i tend to deal with all come at it with a skeptical eye that'll never work for me or or you know has that guy proven that he can really do what he does or um you know that's going to work for him because he had some sort of advantage and it's all skeptical it's all negative what i do now is i approach all of these sort of learning tools with I just need to find one thing, one single tiny nugget out of this, out of the 10 or 12 that they may be selling as part of their training. Or, and I don't mean selling. What I mean is um, uh, their theories and what they're trying to teach. All I need to do is come away with one thing and I apply that to my situation and it just doubles or triples or quadruples my potential. And that's really, you know, the way you need to start looking at things. Once you flip that mindset, it's like flipping a switch. Once you flip that mindset and you stop taking the negative approach and you start looking for nuggets, you, and you, you accept the fact that 
90% of what you see and what you learn and what you come across is going to be irrelevant for you. It's not going to be relevant. It's not going to be, it's not going to fit your approach. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that, right? It doesn't mean it's wrong. It doesn't mean it's bad. It just means it's not good for you. What you're really trying to do is mine. You're being a detective. You're being a sleuth. You're trying to find your way amongst the maze and find that one or two nuggets in every situation. The same thing goes for networking or meeting people. If you're not a person that by default likes to meet and network with people because you just you think everyone's on the take and why bother spending time with them well all you're really looking forward for is just that one sort of nugget that that person may be able to give you you know maybe it's a tip or a technique or maybe it's another contact for another person you can network that really does plug you into um, the whole thing you know or it's someone you may not know at all and they turn out to be uh, one of the best contacts you've ever had. It's it's having that open mindset, um, putting the detrust and distrust, the negativity side on the back burner, and stop complaining. You know, just and do this consciously. Just set the next twenty four to forty eight hours and say, I am not going to complain. And catch yourself anytime because we all do it. And and what you want to do is you want to move from sort of a 90% complainer mentality to a 10% complainer mentality. You want to bring it under control and you want to switch your life from sort of that negative complaining lifestyle to a much more positive, optimistic um, lifestyle. Understanding that doesn't make you more vulnerable or more susceptible to being taken. It just opens the door and allows you to see those golden nuggets. Okay, so if you have a comment on that, Post it on the blog here and um, HigherTrustMarketing.com forward slash podcast is where you'll see this and this is episode 30. Love to hear your comment on this because um, it's made a huge difference in my life. I see it in all the top achievers, no matter what area of life you go, they are inherently optimistic to a point where it almost sickens other people <laughs> because it, you know it's it's hard to take if you're sitting there from a negative po- point of view and you see somebody being overly optimistic, it's really hard to take sometimes. So you, but you need to flip that switch and you need to get into that mindset or else you just aren't going to grow. You're not going to reach that next level. Okay, so the next thing I want to cover off is the five pieces, and this is on more of a practical level. I'm going to go through these quick because I spent a little bit longer on that first topic, but it is tremendously important. I want to talk about the five pieces you need to have in place to sell your own products. Now, I've had a lot of questions this week. Um, from subscribers and from our coaching clients over at infomarketerzone.com around um, different parts of this list. So I'm just going to read them off here for you first, and then we're going to talk a little bit about each one. If you're going to sell your own product, that means your own advice, your own consulting, your own membership content, your own ebook, your own book, your own um, any sort of service, uh, consulting, coaching, advice, or information product type business that you're going to sell. Now, we sell a lot of this. That's our prime business. What you're going to need are these five things. Number one, you're going to need the product, obviously, right? You need the product to sell. Number two, you need a sales page. And that sales page's main focus is to sell the product. Number three, you need a lead or a sales funnel mechanism. And that usually involves a landing page, a squeeze page, along with some autoresponder sequences to bring someone through a process to warm them up on the way to sending them to your sales page, typically for cold leads. Number four, you need a payment processor. And, you know, there's different things we can talk about in terms of payment processors if you're interested in subsequent shows. But some of them, you know, they're, they're just like a merchant account where you have your own account in the bank and they just 
you know, clear the payment for you. Others do the full payment processing function for you without a merchant account. That's like PayPal, ClickBank, etc. And some integrate some front-end shopping cart and affiliate management pieces to you. So that can be a little confusing, but really it, it, it shouldn't be. And, and if it is, I want you guys to hit us up in a comment and we can clarify it for you. By the way, we use all three of uh, those <laughs> and uh, for different reasons. Okay, and we'll talk about maybe that in a subsequent show. And then number five, of course, you need traffic, right? And you need traffic uh, to get to your site, to be able to test all of this and then eventually operationalize it and start generating profit. Okay, so what most people are getting confused with is, um, first of all, what kind of product do they need? And here, we've talked about this in subsequent shows, that can be anything from a written to a video to uh, consulting to advice to seminars to, you know, you name it. There is no real right answer here, but what you do want to get this solid and you want to have a product strategy as part of your business. And maybe ebook is your first product, but it really shouldn't be your entire product strategy. And you need to think in terms of multiple products over, over time that deliver value to your marketplace. Now, number two, the, the other area that confuses people is sort of the types of web pages they need. Sales page versus a landing page versus a thank you page versus you know, other sort of pages to host content for their sales funnel. And let me be very clear here. Sales page is just a, it's a page that's designed to sell uh, one or more of your products. Ideally, it focuses on one, but you can sell multiple products from a sales page. The sole focus of that should be to sell your product, not to get leads, not to share content, not to Do anything else that gives people another option. You want, when they get to that page, you want people seeing your product pitch and you want them to have a very clear path to purchasing your product, right? Now, you can have upsells and cross-sells as part of that process where you have intermediate sales pages, but that just gets a little more complicated. But same same idea. It's just a few different sales pages and you take them through um, a series. Now, a landing page is quite different. Landing page is where you want people to land for one of two purposes, to consume content, uh, off which you would then have a pitch uh, to another landing page to have them subscribe. The main focus of a landing page or a squeeze page, though, is to convert. It's to bring someone value uh, of some type, and that is, you know, they they um, sign up for a seminar, a webinar, they sign up for a product to download, like a, an ebook or a report. They sign up for some sort of a phone call, maybe a, an inner circle call, whatever the lead gen um, piece is the tripwire, they sign up for that lead package and uh, you now have the contact information. The sales funnel then takes them through a very well thought out process of say five to seven steps that takes them through the process of warming them and eventually sending them to your sales page. Now, the reason you do that is because it doubles, triples, quadruples your conversions over sending just that cold lead right to your sales page. Someone who doesn't know you arrives at a sales page that sort of looks like everyone else's sales page you know, is less likely to buy than someone who has signed up to get a freebie from you, likes that freebie, starts listening to you, follows you for a week or so, and then is exposed to your sales page. They're predisposed to buy from you. That's the whole idea of the sales funnel. And then, of course, payment processors and and traffic is a whole topic on its own. We won't touch on today, but we will be touching on and have touched on on prior shows. So, out of those, I want to hear from you guys. So hit me up either on Twitter at Higher Trust or uh, as a response to this blog post over at HigherTrustMarketing.com and look up forward slash podcast and you will see this under episode 30. Click on episode 30 and leave us a comment. 
Which one of those five do you have the most trouble with? Is it the product side? Is it generating sales pages? Is it the sales funnel side and creating the sales funnel? Is it understanding your payment processing and and how to deliver products? Or is it getting traffic? I want to hear from you guys so we know uh, and can help you guys that much more in future shows. A lot to talk about in each one of those. All right. Final topic I want to touch on. I want to do it real quick, but it's it's very important. Again, how do you respond to setbacks? Okay, so anyone who's anyone who has achieved anything in life understands that the path to achievement is a crooked path, a curved path. It's like a maze. It's not a straight line. Same is the same holds true for everyone. Doesn't matter how privileged you are, how wealthy you are, how uh, much you have going for you. It's only as good as your next achievement, right? So your next achievement is still going to be filled with hurdles and you need to understand how your natural inclination to dealing with setbacks influences um, your ability to grow. And what I mean by that is here's four ways that people typically deal with setbacks. Now, I want you just to listen to these and put yourself in one of these categories. Number one, they sulk or withdraw. And that means you go quiet, you leave, physically leave, you emotionally leave, Um, You turn to alcohol, drugs, you turn to some other defense mechanism, you go out and party, um, you go watch the TV, you go game, you you remove yourself from the position, you um, basically uh, give in and and you don't come back, right, to what you're trying to achieve in the first place. Does that sound like something you do quite frequently? Number two, you deflect, that means you avoid it, that means you do anything to try and avoid the situation. So you're not necessarily sulking, you're not down about it, but you certainly don't address it head on and you tend to deflect it with something else. Um, number three, you lash out. Here is the blame game, right? That you tend to, when you're under pressure, when you're frustrated, um, when you haven't achieved something, you tend to lash out against other people and you blame someone else for your problems or something else. It's not your problem. And that, you know, brings you some short-term relief, but of course we all know it doesn't lead to any anything fruitful long-term because you know you're you're not only giving up on your dream, giving up on your objective, you're actually giving up control of that to someone else. You're 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 saying that someone else is responsible for you achieving that goal or not. And then number four is probably the the one. It's obviously the one that you want to strive for. It's the one that is prevalent in all top achievers but not one that comes naturally to most people, and that is you you double down or you build resolve. So in the face of a challenge, which one of those do you do you tend to lean towards? Is it that you sulk or withdraw, become quiet? Is it that you deflect it by doing something else, substituting something else? Is it that you lash out, or is it that you double down and you build resolve? Now, ideally, you want to strive for number four. I've had a gift since I was younger to always, and I don't know where it came from, um, but it is my tendency is to double down and build resolve, almost to a fault. Um, And what I mean by that is if you take that approach with everything in life, every little thing where someone questions you or setback, it can be exhausting to always double down and fight it. What I've had to learn to do is to come up with my priorities. What are the most important things and say, you know, what are the what's the most important objective or path for my health? What's the most important one for my myself as a parent or as a as a husband 
Um, and what is mine in business? What is mine in personal? How do I, my personal growth? I come up with my five or six priorities across those areas. And those are the ones that I don't let anything penetrate. I don't do any sulking. I don't deflect. I don't lash out at anyone. I don't blame anyone. I take responsibility for those and I hit everything head on. And one of the ways to flip your thinking here is to understand that um, everyone, you know, when you're growing, you're hitting resistance, just natural. It's a natural tendency, so expect it. Number two is to understand that you learn more in that resistance and that's how you get ahead faster. So in some respects, you kind of look forward to the resistance because it's a, it's a learning point for you to take the next leap. And so if you start looking at things that way, then your resolve is almost built automatically. You understand that you're going to face these challenges, that these challenges are a necessary part of growth, and that you will find opportunity in these challenges in the form of learning what works and what doesn't. Then, you know, it becomes a little bit easier to build your resolve in terms of when you are, are um, hit with these sorts of things, right? So I hope that's been useful for you. Just touching on that subject, it's so, so important. It is Another, you know, when I talked in the beginning of the show about not complaining, this one about dealing with setbacks is equally as important in terms of what you see with top achievers. They've all learned to to not withdraw, not sulk, not take the easy short-term way out, but to that far better is to hit a challenge head on, you know, and double down in terms of your emotional resolve. doesn't mean that you're going to keep banging your head against the wall, by the way. You may... You may retract and you may rethink how you're approaching something, but you don't approach the why. You don't give up on the why. Um, you you double down on the why. You double down on your resolve, your confidence, your your confidence that you're going to find a way. And maybe you try a different path. Absolutely, you know how you get there. It doesn't matter as much as do you make sure you don't give up on the resolve, the why, the reasons behind you wanting to achieve what you want to achieve. Okay, so cultivate that mindset. Work on that in the next few days as well. Um, we all need to be working on ourselves it, to the degree that you aren't where you want to be in your life has everything to do with how you've done things up until now. And the only way you're going to change how things are different going forward is obviously in growth in growing how you deal with situations and growing with um, um, how you're able to move forward, how you how you're able to improve your response and, and uh, how you're able to grow in terms of internal confidence, happiness and peace in your life because at the other, at the end of the day that's what's ultimately important right uh, all the other external achievements pale in comparison to us being happy and being confident and showing the world the person that we really are and that's what you really want to be able to do you don't want to you don't want to have to hide who you really are you don't want to have to to be someone you're not you want to be you're at your most happy and your most peaceful state and you contribute the most and you're at your most effective externally when you can be the true you. And um, so getting all this other garbage out of the way so that you can tackle uh, your objectives and your um, your desires head on is really the goal. Okay, enough for today. Really want to hear your comments on episode 30. I think this was a strong episode. I mean, it, I hope it's helped you guys. So I want to hear from you. Again, you can comment on at Higher Trust on Twitter. We're over at Facebook. You'll see us, um, Higher Trust Marketing. Uh, love to connect with you over there. And um, also on the blog. Want to hear from, from you uh, on the blog. So again, com forward slash podcast is where you'll find all the podcast episodes. 
And this one is episode 30. Love to hear your comments on it. Okay. Hope you guys are doing awesome this week. Keep on working, guys. Keep working towards your goals. The journey is where all the enjoyment and the excitement is. So head out in the journey and don't turn back and just keep working at it. Okay. Until next time. Bye-bye for now.